I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are doing the third episode of Downton Abbey season one with special guest Vicky. Hello, everyone. Coming, Welcome, Vicky. Coming in all the way from London. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, it would be me in Boston, Emily in California, Vicky in London. But today, I'm also in California, just not with Emily. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so please, uh, please excuse Alessandra's uh, possible, possible lower quality uh, yes. uh, recording. I definitely um, don't she, have my regular gear with me. Normally, when she's in Cali, she is with me in person recording, but uh, I've moved away. So uh, <laughs> she, she couldn't make it over to my house today. Makes things um, a little harder, but um, yeah, so... But yes, Vicky, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us about Downton. We know you love the show. Um, we, we are going to definitely bring Vicky in on more episodes. She will be our official Downton Abbey London correspondent. Um, <laughs> straight from the source. Yeah, straight from the straight source. Straight from the source. I love Downton Abbey, so couldn't pass this opportunity up, obviously. Very excited. And didn't we see an actor from Downton Abbey, like, in London yes, one time? Yes, we saw Alan Leach. When we were there? Mm-hmm. Alan Leach, okay. who plays Branson. He was at a Rose's Thai Cafe. He's not yet in the show. Uh, in season yeah, I, I have no idea who this person currently. is yet. Um, you'll yeah. recognize him, I think. Yeah. Because he was also in that movie, The, the Bohemian Rhapsody. So, yeah. Yes. He comes in in yeah. episode four, so, I believe. Yeah. He comes... Is it season two that he's in it? No. Season one, episode four. He's in the next one. Oh wow! We just oh shit! We're just about to get him. <laughs> All right, we're gonna see him next episode. Oh man, it's uh, exciting! I totally yeah. I forgot what this person looked like as well. So this will be fun. Uh, he's got a very generic British person face, as as he's does most Irish. of these people in the show. He's Irish. Yeah. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. That's All a right. Big factor in the show. But I'm getting so let's hop, let's hop yeah. right into this episode because yeah. quite frankly I want to get this over with <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna play the intro because I love playing the intro I know you I you don't love it but I just like feel like I just really enjoy seeing the dogs but I just love playing it I love I don't mind I love it. the I don't mind it. it's, a, it's a lot of b-roll okay mm, I don't mind I'm gonna it. start what did we name the dog officially chip no his <laughs> the dog has a real name what? what name is it? The issue is that its name is Isis. So. Oh. What? Well, that's okay. the Egyptian that's god. That's a god. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Egyptian god. It's unfortunately oh, okay. has a different connotation now, but. That's fine. <laughs> All right. But I think I think in one of the, in one of the episodes we looked up. Uh, we had looked up. Uh, 
common dog British names. dog names, and so then we we gave him we gave him a name. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either. But let's just name him whatever we want. This episode is <laughs> Chip. <laughs> it's Chip. It's Chip. I don't know. Does he want Chef? Was it Chef? Chef. It's a yeah, it's, Chef. It's I don't know. Yeah, Chef. <laughs> Yeah, ship. Okay, okay. Don't, let's not let's not do that. Let's not do this right now. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so we're we start off with uh, with Bates. Um, he he's going to I guess deliver a, a letter or something, and he sees a little newspaper thing, and he runs into uh, Rose Leslie, Gwen, Gwen, who's posting yes. something, and we think it's I'd, like I'd like to, huh. What, what did you is, say? Is Vicky trying to say something? I don't know. No. I can't tell. Oh, I didn't okay. say anything. I, I, I just heard a bunch of, like, I heard a bunch of pops, and I was like, oh, is someone trying to say something? Um, <laughs> we'll I feel this. like it's been weeks since we last watched Downton, and I forgot almost everyone's names. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why Amazon is good, because the, the side of it has all of the information on it. Um, mm-hmm. When you, like... True. You pause it, so... Mm-hmm. Right. It tells you all the names because I always get them mixed up as well. But um, yeah, I guess we'll so keep yes, going. Bates is, Bates is going to the post office. He either drops something off or just picks up a newspaper. Um, and yes, he runs into Gwen. Um, and he's like, I could have taken that for you. <laughs> yes. And she's like, I would rather do this myself. Yeah. Um, she's being very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, obviously, Anna is trying to get... I guess she's trying to move stuff around, and um, Gwen has something up there that she doesn't want to know about. And uh, turns out it's it's a typewriter. Um, after trying to get her to figure out what it is. And she's like, why the fuck do you have a typewriter? <laughs> but first of all, she had no reason to... like. I, th- okay, and this conversation irked me because she was like, you're going to tell me what's in that suitcase right now. They don't yeah. have I was like, any... why is everyone being so pushy? They have no personal space whatsoever. I mean, they no. don't expect to have no. it, but it's just like... It's ridiculous. It's very There's pushy. zero privacy in Downton Abbey. Zero. You're everyone knows so, everyone's so business right. at all times. Yeah. It's 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 horrible. I hate how I don't I don't like how how the how people get treated because even even if someone tries to defend themselves like you know this is my room this is my personal my personal space and they're like first of all you don't own shit I own you and it's just like and I'm just like okay jeez okay. does does no one have their own personal space I mean they don't they That's just don't sure. respect respect anything about any lower class it's kind of like. They kind of do, and they're like, yeah, it makes sense to me that you need a job and stuff. But it's also like, I'm better than you, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I I understand that her roommate was like, we need more space. We already have no furniture in here. We honestly have two beds and a candlestick. We need more, we need more space for things. Yeah. But then, but then when it went into, this thing is, feels like it's full of rocks. What the hell is in here? And then... And then it just became this whole, like, I don't know, like, the whole thing with the typewriter confused me and made me angry. Because I was like, why do you care if she's a typewriter? And, yeah. like, because, because, jo- uh, is her name Joanna? What's the girl's name? No, Anna. Um, Anna? Anna. Anna. Um, 
her roommate's like, why do you have this? And she's like, so dramatic. And I'm like, it's just a fucking typewriter. What's the problem? I mean, it's a little bit more expensive, too, than something that they normally would have in there. Like, I think it's kind of like a nice thing that she probably saved up for for a long time. Yeah, I mean, she says And then when it kind of came around that... She says at one point that she spent every penny she had on this machine... I think also the fact that it's a machine in in for nineteen what thirteen. Yeah, know. it's quite. Even when yeah. when Mr. Carson when they bring the typewriter into the into the space in the kitchens and Mr. Carson goes, "Get back, please!" Like it's some like insane machinery when it's just a typewriter. Yeah. He's like, "Back up!" He's yeah. like, "Get back, please." Get back! What is this? Yeah, I know it's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's it's like how Maggie Smith, uh, how Maggie Smith uh, reacts to the lights. Yeah. She's like, "This is alien. Like no. this is this is belong. not right. It's not right." Yeah. So then um, we we have a conversation. We kind of hear, hear that what? We kind of hear that Gwen um, is trying to practice to be like a secretary. She like doesn't really, mm. you know, she doesn't really like her job. I mean, she likes her job, but it's not really what she wants to do. So that's why she got the typewriter so she can have like um, shorthand courses, a postal course, I think mm-hmm. she said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been practicing a lot on it to try to become a secretary, and which is which is awesome for her. Like she wants to do something else with her life, and uh, we learn more about this later. I want to yeah. be about a the secretary. repercussions of this. I want to be a secretary. I want to be a secretary. You know, a secretary Leslie. is not a toy. Not a toy. <laughs> not a toy. Uh, Rose Leslie grew up in like a castle, so like yeah, look, watching her like be like this maid when she's like basically like some kind of like duchess in real life, it's insincing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so obviously now we're we're we got to see we got to check up on Lady Mary and um, uh, Cora and her and her scandals. Yeah, what's going on with her? We we get to hear what's going on with Evelyn. Evelyn Nathan. <laughs> yes, Evelyn, her uh, her pen pal. I love Evelyn. Um yeah, I like so him too. Her mother her mother comes by and she is like, "Oh, you know, what are you doing, Mary?" She's like, "Oh, you know, talking to Evelyn." And then her mom <laughs> seems to approve. She's like, "Let's invite him over for whatever tea." Yeah, yeah. Tea and cakes. Well, she says, like, they can um, stay here instead of having to stay at the local pub, obviously, because Cora's like, well, I know that you like him, Mary. Like, we can, you know, we can work something out here. Cause yeah, he's, we can he's work a good something out. You, you like him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and of and, course, uh, we, like... We want, we want to see if you'll actually commit to this. It's good, like, it's really good acting, especially with, with Mary, Michelle Dockery in this scene, because she she's holding it all back and you can see it in her face in the way that she says like well I, you know he's gonna stay at the local pub and it's like you know what you're trying to do here you know yeah. that telling your mother here like that she's gonna say that he should stay over and everything and it's um it's great and she says this awesome line I gotta share um here I'm just gonna play it the reason then you can write a note too and put it in with mine Should I tell him about your friendship with his late mother? I'm sure you of all people can compose a letter to a young man without any help from me. <laughs> I, I like that. And she was like, I'm friends with his mom. And he, she's like, well, his mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so so cheeky this episode. Yeah, this I thought episode of, is jam packed. It's jam packed. There is so there. Every episode is jam packed. Emily and I realized that every single scene takes about thirty seconds, and they just get every bit of information that you need in that in for, like those thirty second pockets, and then it moves on to the next, which is why it takes so damn long for us to talk about these episodes. Yeah, and it, it jumps around a lot because we got we got a lot of storylines to cover. But this this and episode then, um, is iconic. This is this is the catalyst is. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Is it really? This this episode I mean, is pivotal. It really is. Alright. And it's it's I would say one of the most famous Downton Abbey episodes. I, it's so iconic. Yeah. I just told my parents who don't remember anything whenever they watch stuff, I'm like, you watch this show. Do you remember this episode? They were like, Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. How did you forget something like no. like this? So Ugh. Okay, then I mean, I'll say I'll I'll say it's very memorable. Um but I'll I'll, I'll wait till the end <laughs> to rate it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. I'll then, save it to the then end. Then bitch number 2 realizes that um the girls Gwen and Anna are up to something because they stand in front of the typewriter. Bitch number just, 2. Don't... It's Thomas bitch number 1. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Mickey. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I have a I have a soft spot Bitch for Thomas squared. though. Well, eventually, but Mrs. O'Brien, no spoilers. Is the head bitch? <laughs> yeah, she's not. She's not a good person. Like she just really doesn't like to be nice ever. She she actively tries to be mean. Is this really oh, yeah. what it is? So that's true. That's that's her personality. It's like she will go out of her way to to be a bitch um but i'd like to i'd like to start off by i'd like to continue this by saying uh, this is all anna's fault the fact that she forced gwen to take the typewriter out of the yeah out, it, this was all this is all her fault you're everything so that right. happens everything that happens after this is entirely anna's fault she is to blame i hope she knows <laughs> i think i think it's she doesn't well so let's see they're talking uh okay, and then I think this is where she bring. Uh, this is where Cora. Then we have Cora, um, Hugh Bonneville. What's his name? Robert. Robert. <laughs> the lo- uh, Lord Cora, Grantham. Robert and uh, the Duchess Violet and Violet. Yeah. Who always yeah, like wears discussing. Violet or black? So the Dowager Countess. Really remember. Yes. Yes, she's a she's she's not easy to miss. <laughs> um, and I think they're talking about. Oh, she's just talking about the money again. Like she's like, "Oh, we're gonna invite these boys over here." Yes, he um, but don't you think Mary should, Mary should marry Matthew to keep her fortune and stuff like that? Um, yeah. And you know, I feel like I feel like this is, I feel like this is gonna be something that we hear about a lot. I is Violet complaining about the money? I always love the, the quips that these two have. I think that Cora mm-hmm. and Violet have a very interesting relationship because Violet is always like pushing down Cora and she's always fighting back up like they're always like kind of hitting each other and this is a really good example of their relationship like what she was like you know saying about being an American she's always like putting her down for being an American and her family like how old their family is it's older than your family Cora like 
you know, just like your new money every time. She's always talking about that. Yeah. And Cora just takes it. She's just like, she just pushes. This is a very particularly annoying scene of the, um, the, the blurriness focus in this one. It is so aggravating. Yes. Is this, is this when Mary's changing? Or that might be later when, in the episode. Sorry, did that, Vicky? Yeah, I think that's oh. later. But the the soft, it's yeah. the the blurry effect on the outside is infuriating. It is. It's so annoying. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it it's it was particularly bad in that one scene with Cora. Yeah, because it seemed like they they kept a clear circle just around Cora and Violet's faces. And then everything around them was just blurry. Yep. And I was like, is this necessary? What effect does this give? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a nuisance. It's just annoying. Like, we need to see the details. I think I think they were just worried if we didn't, like, look at their faces, it would be, like, overwhelming whatever's going on around them because it's just so much detail in the shot. But it's like, we're looking at the their faces. Is so much more is so much more distracting. Like, the blurriness is what I only see. <laughs> they need to, I mean, they they can't they they can't stop doing that because this this show's already done. Yeah. Um, but yes, so they have their uh, conversation. Um, you know, Cora really has. I guess it's 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 hard for Cora because you know Violet's like, who cares what Mary wants? Just force her to marry whoever so that she can keep her money. But then Cora's like, well, we want Mary to actually love who she's going to marry and and stuff like that. Um, so it's very tough for her. And then and then yeah, to constantly constantly be at the butt of every joke uh, that Violet has, or the butt of every criticism mm-hmm. um, that Violet has. It's very tough for Cora, and I really do like Cora. She's a really great mother. Um, especially for what she does later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's, she's the best for what she does later. Um, just so you know, I, I put myself onto this chat so I could share my screen again <laughs> and see if I could share it through my computer. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Um, and then we have, uh, next scene, we have, uh, Matthew being real cute on his bike with his little briefcase. Oh, yes. Um, he's heading home. And he's like, hey, Edith, fancy seeing you here. And she's like, hey, hot stuff, I'm here to flirt with you and ask you out on a date. It is the cringiest thing, honestly. Edith hitting on Matthew is just, I cannot watch this. It's really weird. Like, I didn't expect it. Like, I don't remember it happening. You know? I don't know what they were trying to do with this. I mean, what else is she supposed to do? Like, Mary takes all the other dudes. There's no one left for her. So she's got to try and go for Matthew. Yeah. I mean, who could blame her, but... And and honestly, I think think they'd be be cute together. But, of course, Matthew is in love with with Mary. He, like, professes his love to her at the end of the episode. They would not be cute together. I don't feel that they wouldn't be cute together. Why do you think that they wouldn't be cute together? I think just because season one, Edith, is so insufferable. I just mm-hmm. find her so insufferable. <laughs> I cannot stand her season yeah. one. Insufferable? I hate... I, actively I mean, she's annoying. This. She is so <laughs> annoying. No. No. Matthew deserves better. Uh, I I just don't think that he's he noticed that she's like hitting on him like he had no idea i think he does no really i mean 
No, I th- I think he's pretty oblivious because even when he's out like in a in a very romantic church with her later, and you know saying that he wants to spend more time with her, um, but then but then obviously asking about Mary, like it's yeah. just I like, I think he's just oblivious. No, he's like, not. I think he's he oblivious. literally says, "Let's take my mother next time." That's yeah, not oblivious. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's no, hard to tell. Me, it's hard knows. to tell with his performance. Yeah, so we're in the scene where they find the the typewriter. You guys can see the video, right? Yeah. Yep, I can yeah. see it. This is when Carson's like, back off, people. Get back, please. It's a bomb. Get, get away. Get away. <laughs> Stand back. Um, and they're just, they're really hammering on poor Gwen. Like, she doesn't, she really doesn't deserve the the, the hate that she gets in this part. I mean, I'm aware that it's not. Oh goodness! Did you fall? Oh, apparently, apparently my 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 phone is getting warm. My phone just warned me. Oh. <laughs> it said it said some it said some things might shut down. Oh, <laughs> that's, what just, that's what it just said. <laughs> All right, let's let's see how this goes. It's very hot in my room right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's 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 carry on. Um, so yeah, it really pissed me off. I mean, I know that it's not appropriate for um, you know people to actively show that they're looking for a new job while they're at a job, like obviously. But the fact that Gwen was like forced to to say like why she had this because it's such a foreign object to everyone, yeah, and that they criticize her and say like like. There are a thousand girls that'd be happy in your role. What's wrong with you? Why don't you appreciate what you have? Like, the fact that they just completely attack her, it pissed me off. <laughs> it really pissed me off. Uh, I, I'll just play, I'll play what she says, because it's kind of cute. Um, here. Service. I want to be a secretary. You want to leave service? What's wrong with being in service? Nothing's wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with mending roads, neither. But it's not what I want to do. I should remind you that there are plenty of young girls who will be glad of a position in this house. And when I hand in my notice, I shall be happy to think one of them will be taking my place. What makes you think we'll wait till then? Are you hiring and sacking now, Miss O'Brien? Ugh, bitch. Okay. (laughs) Oh, she's such a bitch. Why is O'Brien still here? (laughs) <laughs> I can't. Especially after what she said and Cora attacked her in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That thing does look like it weighs like a million pounds, though. Yeah, she like she like almost stumbles forward as she tries to pick it back up. Yeah, so then we get a uh, little Edith gloating about the fact that she took, she's going to take, um, uh, what's his name? Matthew. 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 I always forget his name. <laughs> I want to call him William so bad because, like I said in the last episode, Matthews and Williams, they're so intertwined. Um, I just want to remark on this this shot here. Um, the, the, the shot of Cora just coming into the house. Like, she walks into this, into the room where Mary is getting ready and just, like, slyly puts her hand on the door and does this so many times. I know that she does this like a million times. She's always like a creeping in like, hey girls, what you talking about? 
Okay, this is like, what's what's the haps? What's the tea? <laughs> Let's not talk about the tea. This yeah. is the part that I was talking about it's like when it's just a, completely they're... blurry on the outside. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's <laughs> it's totally unnecessary. It's not even like a normal focus. It's a it's a it's a focus that is forced upon by the editor, not by the actual like DP, not by the director of photography. They did not put this so that it would be. It was, it's a fake one. So that's why it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Mary's such so, a bitch uh, to her sisters. <laughs> I, you know what? Edith deserves it. Uh, yeah. But, but Sybil doesn't. I can, I can understand Edith's anger because Mary just, just dates and dumps people just like consistently. Like she True. dates very very uh, well-off men and like and just complains you know, pers- like and complains and complains about them like like mm-hmm. she's like she meets us she meets uh, especially when it comes to evelyn like he's super nice he obviously cares about her uh but she's just like she i don't know this episode oh god i can't <laughs> evelyn's mistake is just bringing anyone with him just don't. i know I don't know what Evelyn was thinking, but it, it, that was not the move. He knows how hot his friend is, and he did it anyway. God, that, that doesn't was so have dumb. anything to do with it. Yes, it does. He, I mean, he it completely <sighs> does. Yeah, I mean, if if he wanted things to be better for him, he shouldn't have brought the guy. But Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary was Mary was no, about him. The until thing is, this episode. This episode teaches her that she can't be a whiny bitch. Like, she really is put in her place a lot. And we, we see that. You know? Really? This, this is the episode? Yeah, this, is where she, this is where she learns? No, I don't think she learns in this episode. Okay, well, she's getting there. This is one step in the many, many, many stepping stones to Mary not being such a bitch. It's just, yeah. it's just Edith. Edith is so smart, and she obviously has like goals. And the <laughs> fact that, the fact, yeah. What is this, Edith? Okay, I mean, I will say I like Edith later. Honestly, I like Sybil. <laughs> I don't, I don't like Edith or Mary. Oh, I you love haven't Mary. seen enough of Sybil. I completely forgot that Sybil even existed until okay, later in this me episode when she too. shows up. Also, I was exactly the same. I completely forgot about Sybil. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah. yes, she's not in it. It's crazy that she wasn't in that scene with, like, Edith, but whatever. Um, so we just got Mr. Bates getting a, a very scary-looking limp corrector. Oh, I hate that. It's just, like, this polio-looking shit that's, like, <laughs> it, it attaches to his leg, and it digs in his metal. It just looks horrible. Um, but I, I, this, okay, this also made me mad because he paid money for this and, and just because it was, it was, it was scratching him or, you know, chafing, like, I mean, it looked bad. Like, obviously he needed to put like on longer socks. Yeah. I know. I know. But I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, (laughs) okay. Yeah. So he, I want to hear, wait, what part? (laughs) Finish the point. Okay. He shouldn't have thrown it away. I know. I was that mad is, about that. No. That machine is nonsense. That's not going to correct your limp. 
it's yeah. pseudoscience. So like it's not gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just cutting into your well, leg. You're I, not I gonna know, extend well, it your correct leg. Correct him, but could it? But could it help him walk without having to use a cane? It clearly was not. It was just digging into him. I mean, I'll tell you what my gripe is when we get later, because I okay. got I got all some right, gripes. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. I got so, some some gripes. So sorry, but backtracking a little bit. So when Mary's getting ready and and Cora comes in, she's like, yeah. she's like, we got an answer from Evelyn. He's gonna come and bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Mary, you have to go. You have to go hang out with them during the hunt. And she's like, she's like, oh, but why? And then, um, <sighs> and then Edith. And then we find out that um, he's bringing a friend because he's like an ambassador uh, for Turkey. another country. Uh, yeah, from Turkey. And and Edith Edith shows that she is smart. She's like. <laughs> Like she didn't, like Mary didn't know what something was, and Edith was like, "Don't you read the newspaper?" And then yeah. Mary goes, "I'm too busy was, living my life. Funny. Yeah, I have a life. I'm too busy having a social life." <laughs> oh jeez, these two—they're so annoying. I can't stand either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so especially when watching this episode, I felt like this is how I feel about Downton Abbey. I equally despise it as I do love it. It's like what? It's a real. It's like an extreme. I feel like I hate it so much, but then I also love it so much. It's like I that's how, love it. It's how Full it is. Stop. How can you hate it? It's just because the drama. it's horrible. <laughs> I think I think it depends on the episode. This episode, I'm sorry, but spoiler alert: I particularly dislike this episode. Um, <laughs> well, we okay. I, we can we I, can get into the nitty gritty. We'll get we'll get into it at the end, but I actually enjoyed episodes like one and two. Like I actually thought they were very like interesting and meaningful, and this one just seemed very annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's yeah. it's an English soap um, opera. I don't know what you it it is it is it's I know I I mean and and that's and that's a that's like a that's like boo on me because it, this is obviously a soap opera and I'm just not treating it like like what it is and that's what it is it's a soap opera it's supposed to be dramatic and that's just not what I'm particularly into so it's just it is what it is <laughs> well we're watching it so we're watching it's, it it's very we'll wholesome it the end. as well I've signed though. up for this that's a very it heartwarming is. moments yeah like this, I'm sure this it whole does. thing we just need. We just need the characters to, like, find their place. Oh, my gosh. This scene. Okay. What are we at? Gwen, Anna. What? You want me to stop? We're at completely different spots. We're at completely different areas. I mean, I, you, you can see where I am. I am sharing my screen. Let's just use Alessandra's. I can see. You're, you're probably what's, what's making my phone hot. (laughs) (laughs) An extra person on the Zoom. Why don't you explain that scene that came before this, Emily? Um, what, with Matthew and his, and his mom? Yeah. yeah, it's very brief. These, these are like 30-second scenes, so sometimes I don't feel like they're really necessary. There was, what was it? Um, it was something, like, Matthew was inquiring about Mary, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just like, what's oh. up? And then uh, they were just talking about how there's oh. going to be the new guy. Yeah, they said, they said, they're asking if we, if we will both dine with them on Saturday. They'll have two guests. Um... A Turkish diplomat who I can't say his name, and and then she says something about Mary, and then Matthew obviously has a jive, has a has a has a jab at at a, at Mary. Um, what does he say? Let's see. Um, the Lord Branson's charming son, who will be flung at Mary, presumably. 
It, I <laughs> so think, when it comes to cousin, what? I think for this episode, it was a little bit more clear that Matthew was that has that he has a crush on Mary. Like I think we could see Obviously. it on the other ones, but this one it was very clear because he he's jealous of um, who's to come. Yeah, we have a we have a we'll we'll soon have a lot of testosterone in the room, <laughs> and that will be a that will be a fun thing to talk about when it comes. Um, but he says, uh, he says, she is quite capable of doing her own flinging, I assure you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. Um, yeah. All right, now we're here. Now we're here. Gwen is just breaking down because she's upset about, you know, her, the fact that she may not ever become a secretary. And now, now it's even worse because everybody knows about it. It's, it's like... Oh. Everyone knows about it and she's losing confidence. Yeah, and then, you know, Bates is being really nice, and he keeps wincing, which is annoying. Anything that Bates does, I just want to punch him. I just, uh, I don't like <laughs> I just think he's, I just, he's old. Like, he's too old. He's sad. He's just a sad man, and I just, like... <sighs> I think he's a very charming, sweet man he's who old, just deserves though. love. That's what they want you yeah, to think, he's Emily. Old, but old people deserve love. <laughs> Not with very young people. Vicky, no spoilers, even though I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know obviously what you're talking about. <laughs> I just leave it there. <laughs> I just don't like you that know Bates... what you know what spoiled it for me? IMDB. That's what spoiled it, it for did, me. It did because she looked it up on IMDB and then it was like I looked I there, looked at the, the I looked name. at the character names Why and they had already changed that? someone's name. <laughs> I know. I can't I, I, I can't look at IMDB Do anymore for the show. Um I know. I only before starting this, I only knew one thing about Downton Abbey, and then now I know two things. What was the one I just, thing? I... Um, I knew that Matthew and Mary get together. Okay, I mean that's quite that's obvious, right? Yeah, it's obvious. Yes, and then and now I know something else. So, obviously, Bates, in his usual annoying self to me, does not explain to his boss what's going on with him because he doesn't have to, I guess, but it's just like, dude, you're in pain. This is clear. And then of course we have to keep we have to keep drawing it out. So nothing nothing happens at this scene. But um Yeah, like like Mrs. Mrs. Hughes. Hughes is Mrs. Hughes is like on him. Like he's like, bitch, you're gonna tell me what's wrong. <laughs> And he's like, nope, I'm not gonna. <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> he says he's annoying. Um, then we have Mrs. Patmore yelling at William like she always does. She's yelling every... I did like that uh, that little sneak of the food by, mm-hmm. um, by Thomas. Thomas. I thought it was cute. Um, and then we, we kind of get introduced to a really cool scene that I thought was, like, very excellent. And the... the the whole demeanor of this and the way that they, they shot this, I think it's excellent. There's all these horses and all the men are getting ready to go on a hunt, which honestly, the way that this was filmed looked like it was so glorious and fun. Like, I yeah. can imagine that if you were, like, a bunch of rich buddies like these guys, just riding out on horses and dogs sounds like a great old time. <laughs> yeah, like, like full of hype. Yeah. Like, just, it's hyped up. It's like, we're going to go on a hunt, gents. You know, they're all wearing their, their riding gear. Mary looks really cute in her riding outfit again, which we saw in, 
in episode two. Um, and we get to see Napier, who is wearing Look a very Napier. bright red jacket, who's really cute and, and seems to be he's so very... Sweet. He's very sweet and very respectful and doesn't seem super pompous either. Yeah. No, he's very uh, humble. But also, s- s- slightly backtracking, I think we had gotten a, a slight a slight peek at some foreshadowing with uh, Mrs. Patmore. She's kind of hard of seeing right now. Mm, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she that's said, right. like, Daisy, where's the flower? Where'd you put it, you silly girl? And she's like, it's right here, Mrs. Patmore. Like, Aww. what the fuck? <laughs> I do remember <laughs> quit, that coming. Quit, like, quit bashing on me. And then, and then she like, kind of does this, like, squinty thing. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what's to come of Miss Patmore. I might I might have accidentally started an an um, episode seven a long time ago, so I might know what happens to Mrs. What? Patmore. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm just spoiling everything for myself. Yeah, this is certainly a spoilers show. Like things are ha- they, events happen, and it's like if you don't know about them, that means it's like yeah. every episode is a new spoiler situation. So yeah. But yeah, so, so sorry. Back, slight, slight sidetrack. Back to the horses. So Napier is talking to Mary. Um, just about Mary is prejudging this guy who she's brought. Um, <laughs> her um, absolute. She hasn't face. even seen him. I know. She hasn't even seen him. Her face this, when she sees Pamuk is hysterical. I gotta play it because it's it's this great area. This great part where. He's the whole scene with Mr. Napier and Mary is amazing, so I'm just gonna play it. How do you say to my lady? Well, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Mr. Napier. I was beginning to give up on you. We're moving off. You're fools not to accept your mother's invitation and send the horses down early. As it is, my groom only got here an hour or two ago. My mount's as jumpy as a devil at first ball. What about Mr. Pamuk? I gather if he takes a tumble, he'll be endangering world peace. Don't worry about Kamal. He knows what he's doing on a horse. Well, where is he? Fussing. He's rather a dandy. Well, I can see him now. A funny little foreigner with a wide, toothy grin and hair reeking of pomade. I wouldn't quite say that. <laughs> Here he is now. Wouldn't say that at all. Maybe yeah. Mary Crawley, I presume. You presume right. Sorry to be so disheveled. We've been on a train since dawn, and we had to change in the show. You don't look disheveled to me. Okay. Ah! Oh, man. Okay, so obviously Theo James comes up on a horse, and, you know, he is, he's pretty fine looking, and yeah. he's supposed to be a Turkish dude. I don't know what Theo James's background is, but he's got dark enough skin that he looks slightly different than the rest of the people in this cast. <laughs> but still, I don't... <laughs> He's not really. I don't think he. I don't know what his background is, so he, I don't. I don't want to like. Pre- yeah. Let's see. But uh, I don't know where his family's from. Why don't, why don't you look it up, Vicky? And I'm see looking what's up right now. Up. Yeah, he's obviously um, English, the, and he is. Oh, uh, Greek and Scottish. Okay, so, so the Greek side Turkish. of him is what makes him a little swarthier. Um, but so we've got swarthier. That's the word. That's the correct word. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Word of the day. Yeah. Um, and they're on, on the hunt. There's like a good 20 dogs, uh, hounds following them. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> a good, a good 20 dogs. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot. There, it's adorable. I love it. And then Pamuk's like, oh, let's go through 
the uh, the mud patch, Mary. <laughs> That's well, gonna let's be go fun. Through the romantic mud patch. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's she's flirting like super hard. She she completely does not hide it at this point. Um, because she was just so yeah, shocked. Yeah, which I mean, which I mean, she. Hands. Which I mean, which makes which makes sense for Mary because you know she it kind of seems like her, from what she's been told and what's like expected of her, like this is what she needs to do. She needs to find an amicable, wealthy, yeah. wealthy person, yeah, to uh to marry, and uh, and that's and that's really all she has to do. And uh, so she uh she she really puts on this uh this. I don't, I don't want to say, like, reputation, but, like, a friend, really. But, that... mm-hmm. but Pamuk is not is not a man, like, she would be allowed to marry. Like, yeah. yeah. He's not, like, the family would not accept Pamuk as her husband. True. And they kind of bring this up later, because obviously Cora brings them all here on the pretense that Mary will further things with, with Evelyn, and yet she doesn't. Which, yet again, she... <laughs> Poor Evelyn. Um, poor Evelyn, Evelyn doesn't deserve it. She's dragging Evelyn along just to just to drop him. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's it seems like Evelyn's aware of, of what's happened and he's come to terms, and so he's he seems I mean rather sad but content with <laughs> what happens because she definitely she definitely takes a liking to 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 Pamuk very much. Yeah, so Edith's just now with, uh, we got the scene of Edith and, um... Matthew. Matthew. How do you Matthew. not remember his name? <laughs> I have to look at him, I want to say William. He's so bad. No. <laughs> I don't know why, he just looks like a William to me. He doesn't There's look like a Matthew. There's already another blonde William. I know. I know. So that's why I get them mixed up. But, of course, I, I mean, I'll just call him Dan Stevens, because I know it's Dan Stevens. Um, and he's just looking, he's just, like, admiring these, these, this church that's kind of tiny. It's like a cute, small church, but apparently they'd been to a lot of churches. And, uh, he asked about Mary. He, he just asked about, it, like, mm, uh, I wonder if she's having a good time at the hunt with the guy, it, not me. Edith is clearly trying to make this into a date, and Matthew is, number one, just completely, like, fixed on the church and secondly is then mm-hmm. asking about mary yeah poor oh edith but like do you think that like what back to what emily was saying like do you think that he knows that I, edith is into him yeah he's just trying to he's just trying to deflect it yeah yeah i see he's trying to give the the signs that he just wants to be friends with her yeah but that doesn't mean that he can't like see her it's just you know he's not interested in her um, and then we're back from the the hunt. Um, everybody's happy and good spirits, and we get you know the men introduced, and of course Thomas sees <laughs> Thomas sees Pamuk, and we're like, oh, Thomas is probably really into Pamuk as well as as everybody is. Everyone is in the house. <laughs> yeah, like even Cora's like, wow. Even Lord Grantham. <laughs> I know. They're like, who, this guy who is Who refers to him sexy. later as the gorgeous Turk. <laughs> <laughs> and says so that, oh, so that he's a even, treat for the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, and we even see uh, the, the maids, uh, Anna and Gwen, 
uh, and O'Brien catching catching sp- yeah catching spies at him yeah and O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I love I love when they pass Thomas in the hall and like Thomas gives this look of like. <laughs> Look who I'm with. I know. Right now. <laughs> like, look what I got. I get to. <laughs> look what I got. I get to be with this person. Did you person. just pause it? Oh, my God. I just, oh, God, it really annoys me. I knew Mr. Carson was going to come in at this point and be like, ladies, is there a reason why you should all be gathered here? And it's like, fuck you, man. Just chill out. <laughs> Let us live. I Let just, us live, you horrible so man. Uptight. Everybody's so uptight in this show. It's like, that's why, that is the reason why I'm like, I both love it and hate it, you know? Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, uh, Mr. Bates um, <sighs> just winces again because all of his, his storyline is always just about him being not good enough, apparently, every time. Oh so. <laughs> him him being in pain and him being self-conscious about everything. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, no, nothing's really wrong. I'm just, you know, looks like, you know, I'm just fine. This is fine. <laughs> but Robert's, uh, Robert's obviously uh, worried. Yeah. And, uh, because he always is. He's a good friend. And then, uh, and we have, we have my favorite part of the whole episode. Oh, is it? Oh, Thomas you explain? and Pamuk. Should I, so, should I play oh, this, F this scene? Um, yeah, I think we should just play it. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's real nice. All right. So we have, yeah, Thomas and Pamuk in, in the house. Yeah. Thomas is getting Pamuk ready. Now, I'm relying on you to see that I go downstairs properly dressed. Don't worry, sir. I've got sharp eyes for anything out of order. Then I put myself entirely in your hands. You do right, sir. I should love to visit Turkey. Yes, it's, uh, it's a wonderful country. A man always does this, can you? very attracted to the Turkish culture. Cool. Then I hope your chance will come to something. I hope so too. You forget yourself! I, I'm sorry, sir. That I will teach you to believe what the English say about foreigners. They have to report you. I think you must have... I mistook nothing. Later tonight, I may need some help with the geography of the house. The geography? Yes. I'm not sure yet, but I may wish to pay someone a visit. If that is the case, you will help me. And I will say nothing of your behavior. Okay, so clearly he's using Thomas in that sense. Um, he knew that Thomas was going to do this to him, and he yeah. knew that he's going to be able to blackmail Thomas. It's a very clear use of somebody's homosexuality in, in, a, in a very vengeful way, which, of course, yeah. Julian Fellows loves to do. <laughs> he is always <laughs> doing Thomas dirty, honestly. It's, it's just like, you know, obviously... What annoys me is that somebody's sexuality is used as a pawn in a storytelling way. It's basically like saying, like, well, we know Thomas is gay, so why don't we use this to our advantage? 
and write him scenes that basically demean him and make him into a one-sided individual that's just basically, like, because of his sexuality, you know? I mean, this is still very early days, like, we have to remember that. Like, it does advance Mm -hmm. on that storyline, and it does talk about sort of the society they were in in the early 20th century. So I think Mm -hmm. we have to remember it is only episode three. Yeah. It just feels like so much has happened already. Oh, yeah. I guess so. And and Thomas is definitely written as a character who will take advantage of what he can when he can. Definitely. Um, even like just just besides his his sexuality as well but yeah i mean i would i would like to see a genuine a genuine relationship come to thomas that you know he he enjoys and the other person enjoys and it's not purely just to take advantage of the other of either of the people yeah which is what happened in the first episode with uh with charlie cox mm-hmm. right yeah we have well, a very yeah. similar kind of like oh there's a visitor here it's very similar to the first episode. I mean, the problem is there's, like, the town is so small. It's like they're kind of just in limbo until someone visits. Yeah. Like, they're just waiting <laughs> for the next someone, visitor. like, outside of the, I know. Of the city. It's true. It's like, what's going on? Next person? That's exciting. You know? And so we see we see a side of Pamuk as well that he's being uh, very forward about uh, what his intentions are, because we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot to say about a later scene. Okay, so now we're like just talking about dinner time. Everybody's there. We're talking about if Gwen would be suited as a secretary and whether we should let somebody try to be a secretary who's in the help, like. Is that okay? And some people are like, yeah, sure. Like, especially Sybil's like, she can do whatever she wants, you know? And then other people are like, well, you know, she should stay as a help. Like, she shouldn't try to fix herself. Violet, of course, doesn't understand. Um, <laughs> she's, you know, <laughs> the, the, like... Yeah, Violet's like, Violet's like, a maid is the best job that someone like her could get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she shouldn't try, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, um, but 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 Sybil's really sweet, and she's like she's like we should try and help her out. Like if this is something she truly wants to do, we should use our standing to to help her out. Yeah, um, and then we've got um, Mary and Pamuk getting kind of snuggled up. Mary's very clear about her like for Pamuk, and uh, we can see that Matthew is getting very jealous on the other side. Oh, I have to say this line. I have to play this line that. Um, God, that Pamuk says it's just the most sexually like driven thing he's ever said. It's crazy. Wouldn't the journey be painful? Sometimes we must endure a little pain in order to achieve satisfaction. Oh God! So he's talking about Mary going to Istanbul. (laughs) (sighs) You know, that that's it. That's it. It's, it's, um, you know. and, we, and we have a we have Matthew. He's very jealous of like the two of them, of the two of them like talking very closely and silently and whispering to each other like all throughout dinner. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, which it makes sense. He's he's once he can't have something, he's like, oh, you know, I want it. Well, yeah. And and I'm sure I'm sure at this point he would have he would have loved Mary to be you know sending him snide remarks and you know calling him 
you know, names and stuff and, you know, criticizing him. Like, he probably would have, he would have rather had that. Yeah. Because then he would have been getting attention. That's I how love, they flirt. They flirt like that. I love Mary with her three men. Yes. Just. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> now, this part is men everywhere. amazing. <laughs> so Pamuk definitely knows what he's doing. He leaves the group and, uh, you know, he, he just, he just gets away. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're left with Evelyn and Matthew, two people desperately in love with Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then when she just walks away from them when Napier's mid-sentence. Ugh. I know, it's it's mean. <laughs> she really shouldn't have done that. She, she can be selfish, for sure. Oh, she's super selfish in this episode. Um, really, really selfish. And then, of course, Eva to Edith takes her opportunity to walk towards... <laughs> Matthew and then and Napier's Napier like, I'm out. Gets the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah, Evelyn's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think Edith, Edith is like, shooting her shot. She's trying again. She definitely is getting the hint, but she's she's trying. And that's, you know, she's she's trying, trying, and that's good. She just keeps not, <laughs> you know. And Matthew not says, getting let's, the let's hint. take my mother. I think after this, she gets it. Yeah. Um, and then Napier takes Mary into the other room, and they start talking about some random painting. And then he just go, he just grabs her and just pins her against the wall and kisses her. It's I insane. Love the, Mr. Pamuk. <laughs> yeah, he just he just puts his face right on her face, like just without a warning at all. She like doesn't even know what to do with herself. Yeah, I mean she was she was being very flirty with him. I just didn't think that. She expected him to be so forward. No, no, his, no. I mean, because no one is that forward. It's it's very no. like well, it's improper. Hush, hush. Yeah, this guy. Theo no. James does an excellent job. He really yeah. does. He does exactly what he needs to do. He's and now he's super suave. Yeah. Now so now Thomas we now is... we got the <laughs> Jesus. Oh I God. Don't know, should I play yeah, this scene? Yeah, it play is, it. It is absolutely play hilarious. It we can discuss. Okay. Oh, goodness. You must be mad. I am. I am in the grip of madness. Please leave at once, or I'll... I what? I'll scream. No, you won't. I'll ring the bell then. And who's on duty now, the hall boy? Will you really let him find a man in your bedroom with a story? You have any idea what you're asking? I'd be ruined if they even knew we'd had this conversation, let alone if... What? Don't worry. You can still be a virgin for your husband. Heavens, is this a proposal? Uh, Alas, no, I don't think our union would please your family. Mm, I'm afraid not. Nor mine. But a little imagination. You wouldn't be the first. You and my parents have something in common. No. You believe I'm much more of a rebel than I am. Oh, please, go. No. I'm not what you think I am. If it's my mistake, if I've led you on, I'm sorry, but I'm not. You are just what I think you are. No, I've never done anything. Of course not. One look at you would tell me that. 
Oh. Okay. So, um... Uh, yeah, uh, okay, wait, I have a question to ask. Do yes. we think that this was consensual? Um, no, because he completely pushed himself onto her, and he, he just, he didn't even ask her. He just did it, you know? Yep, yep. And when she repeatedly so, said, leave, and, leave, yeah. and no, and stop. Yeah, and, and, and at, at that point, she kind of just gave in. So, no, like, this was not, this was completely not. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing. He had basically gotten a strict no after he kissed her in the in the gallery room. Yep. And he still came anyway. Yeah. So, it was just... Like he knew what he was, what he was going to try and do. He's he definitely acts like he's done this before. Yeah, yeah. And but I I think this was interesting for Mary because again I brought up like reputate not reputation but like you know a front that she puts on like she she says people think I'm a rebel but I'm actually not and she kind of yeah. like says it yeah and it's yeah. like. And he obviously took her as that, but still, that's not a reason to force yourself on her. Oh, definitely not. And, no, or, no. or persuade your way. Yeah. No, yeah, she it's just bad. she just gave in at the end because he would not... Yeah. He just he pushed never her. to leave. Like, like, he, like, she definitely is attracted to him, but it doesn't mean that she wants to have sex with him. Like, yeah, right exactly. now. You know, like, so that's that's a big, like... You know, he's taking advantage of her, taking advantage of the situation because he knows that he can do that. Um, he has the power to do so. So it's just like, you know, it's, yeah, it's bad. But uh, what comes next definitely was not expected. <laughs> Emily, I would like to know what, what did you think was going on at this point? What what did you think when he when it turns out that he had... Uh, let, let me just play. Let me just play this part. Okay. <laughs> so Anna, Mary wakes up Anna in her bed. He's dead. I think he's dead. No, I'm sure he's dead. We were together and he's dead <laughs> in your room. We've got to get him back to his own bed. But how? It's in the bachelor's corridor, miles from my room. Okay. Um so he he uh digasmed on on top of him, her <laughs> and I just digasmed. <laughs> he just yeeted out of there. He just he just completely died on top of her, which is horrible. And it's if it weren't for the fact that he was already doing something so horrendous, he died. Like Emily, what did you expect this to happen? Probably not. Obviously and completely not. <laughs> this is this is not what I thought that this that this show would ever cover. 
of someone basically forcing himself on a woman and then digasming on them. Like, it's not... <laughs> this is not what I thought would happen. Um, I definitely found myself, like, <laughs> confused and, like, screaming at the TV. <laughs> like, what? He's dead? <laughs> and I was like, how? How did this happen? And it's just like... He and he's scary. Like that. Like when they go to when they go to check up on him, he's oh, yeah. like completely pale. <laughs> he won't close and his eyes. Terrifying looking. Yeah. Like, just, and, and I I can't even fathom what like Mary is even thinking like after this happens because she's like, I killed him. Yeah. What's gonna happen now? Like. <laughs> If, if if we if we had just had sex and he'd gone back to his room, like everything would have been fine. We could have just kept the secret. And we could have lived our days. But now he's dead. <laughs> it's a real problem. It's a real problem. A real real problem. <laughs> so she's asking Anna what she should do, and they decide that the person who has the most to lose about this situation is is Cora, her mother. Um, and, like, if they told the, the lordship, he would, like, freak out so much that he would also die. So they got Cora involved, which is also horrible. But Cora's, like, looking at her daughter, who's... She didn't expect her daughter to even sleep with somebody, let alone, like, have them die in her bed. <laughs> so it's just a complete ridiculous situation. But it's... I, I think it's hilarious. Like, I think just this whole... I, I was cracking up when I was watching it yesterday. I was just, like, laughing so hard at it because it's just such a ridiculous scenario. Achoo. No, what? excuse me, I sneezed. Yeah, um, there's, there's the scary dead man. And just the fact that... <laughs> that this is Mary's first experience is just horrible. <laughs> This is the worst possible thing that could have happened. See, I don't like that, that Cora asks, did he force himself on you? And she says no. I mean, maybe in her mind, she, she doesn't. Th- yeah, she doesn't think that he did. Like, I think that in her mind, she doesn't think that he took advantage of her. Yeah. Um, probably because she went along with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't, and like, actively against it. going along with it is still not, is yeah. still not consent, so. Exactly. <laughs> No, it's definitely still not, but for her, she thinks it is. Um, so that's why she said that, but I, I'm actually surprised that she, she just is so shocked that she didn't actually lie in that situation. You know, it just would make sense if you lied, but then you'd have, like, a completely different scenario in your hands, and I think yeah. for Cora, it was just going to be, like, too much to be like, well, he raped me. And then now they have to, like, tell Napier and all that stuff, and it's just like, no. Like, just, like, I just think it was just easier for her to just be like, I I wanted to do this, too, in a sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, like, maybe on some level she did, but, like, the issue is also, like, society's, like, expectations about women, like, before marriage. Mm-hmm. There's all that societal pressure. Um, totally. So I think it was, I don't know, layered. Yeah. Just, I love Cora's reaction to this. She's just so... She just can't even, like... She doesn't even know what to do. She's like, how do we... What? <laughs> like, her face is just... She's like, why was he here? Why didn't you uh, kick him out? <laughs> it's like... I mean, she tried. She definitely tried. Did, did she, though? 
Not enough. She could have she could have used more force, but I just think that like you know. It's hard though. Yeah. Like Especially even, when even she if she did done like him. Yeah, she she did, so they're carrying well, yeah, his... I mean, she was obviously attracted to him, and, and in any situation, this would have been completely fine. I mean, but the fact that you're... That this is... T- centuries earlier. 19... Not centuries, but, you 13. know, like... Yeah. Yeah. So then we like, got the... It's... it's oh, yeah. The three women Go carrying ahead. the body across, like, to... Back to Mr. Pamuk's room. Um... And of course, fucking Daisy sees. Of Daisy course. Because it's early in the morning and... Uh, Daisy. <laughs> but also, Thomas, like, led Pamuk to Mary's room, so he knows as well. He does, yeah. But he, you know... The death situation, it could have been... Could have been a lot. But the, the funniest part is when Mary tries to close his <laughs> eyes here. And he's in bed. And, and she, she can't... Oh, God. His eyes won't stay closed, which is hilarious. They've gone rigid in his face. Um, and it's just such a funny, useless thing that she's just... <laughs> would, he, would his complexion have changed this much in this amount of time? I mean, how much time do we think has passed? Like 30 mm, minutes? Not that long. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like an hour. Yeah, maybe an hour. But, and um... uh, I think Cora... Cora's kind of like trying to close the loop on things and she's she's like, Mary, I'm going to be pissed at you for a long time. I don't know if I'll ever get over this, but just just wanted to let you know. Don't tell your dad. I also like that she says, like, I won't even um, insult you, Anna, to ask to keep this quiet. Like, of course you're going to keep this quiet. Um, I love Anna, too. Like, obviously Anna's just the best, um, but... Cora in this, I think she she really did a solid for her daughter, and she really like, obviously for the family as well, and not just for her daughter's sake. Um, it's just such a crazy situation, but she's never going to forgive her daughter. She's she's going to hold this over her for a very very long time. <laughs> it's just a very long time. You'd be like, remember when and you then did we that have stupid a... thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't even know if I could ever trust you again. Um, so we have Thomas, um, heading over to, you know, give, uh, give Pamuk his morning tea to find, uh, to find him dead. And, uh, and I guess that's how, that's how the rest of the house knows. Cause you just need one scene to know that everyone knows now. So this character got introduced, like, I'm, I mean, he got introduced, like, let's see how many minutes, I'm sorry for what's going on outside people um about 15 minutes into the episode and it is now 34 minutes into the episode and he has died he he showed up for 15 minutes in this episode and made such an impact like as a character i mean it's that's crazy you that he's not even in the rest of this episode he died yeah 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 and his presence is felt yeah. He's also really beautiful. So it's just like, you're, you're watching him and you're <laughs> like, gorgeous Jesus. Turk. I know. Um, Mary comes downstairs in her Beetlejuice outfit and uh, <laughs> Napier is there. And Yeah, this is very Beetlejuice. Yep. And Napier's like, uh, you know, uh, perhaps we'll take a turn about the uh, about the garden. And she's like, I don't think so. 
he's he's obviously trying to make the best out of this Just horrible situation and take effort. advantage of this situation. It's his last yeah, ditch effort. Dis- it is. He tried. You know, he and got he's got really you know, cute. I know he's so sweet as well. I mean, he's not. Yeah. I don't know if he's exciting, but he's very sweet. No, he's boring. He says it too. He's like, yeah, I'm he not does a say very, it. I'm not a very I interesting love his guy. Conversation oh, he we'll has have to with, play. With we'll have to is, play that scene with Cora. It's ridiculous. I love that. That's a good I mean, one. I do like that scene, so I'll I'll play it. Um, but he's also like praising his friend. He's like, my friend was a good person. And it's like, well, we didn't see it. He raped Mary. Like, he's not a good person. No. I love that. So, he's I like, obviously, know. you saw his qualities. If you're crying like this, you're so upset. Yeah, that he died. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just wild that he just like had I guess like a heart attack or something. Die gas. Yeah, I think that's what the doctor ends up saying later. Yeah. Um, then everybody's kind of shocked in in this uh, kitchen, and Daisy again is like <laughs> noticing things. She's she's like the little dormouse to me. Like she's kind of just around, and she's little, and people don't notice her. Um, and to me, she's just got this, like, she's like a little hobbit because like hobbits are people who can like, you know, get secrets because they, they're really quiet and small and they know people notice them. So then they can like, you know, be more mischievous. And this is when I realized that Sybil was in this episode. I know. But I don't think, I don't think Daisy is, you know, trying to, you know, eavesdrop or no, try anything like, you know, no, wicked she's so or anything. She just, she just happens upon stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. She's very innocent. And uh, Thomas has a really funny, like, snide remark that, you know, like, because I think, what was it? William? Is his name William? Yeah. Uh, the other, the other guy? Yes. William. Uh, <laughs> the real the William. William likes Daisy. Um the real William. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, I knew a guy who was drinking cocoa one night and just fell back on his pillow and just died. His uncle and, or something. And Thomas is like, I don't think Pamuk was the, was the sipping cocoa and reading books type. <laughs> <laughs> just Good. such a snide remark. And, and Gwen obviously hears that and she's like, what did you mean by that? Like, it's like, you know something and you're just not saying anything. No. Or, or Daisy's like, yeah. yeah, everyone's like, what did you mean? Thomas what do you mean by him being on the sip and coke reading books? I know. So Thomas so. always has a scheme and So Simple does a super sweet thing for Gwen. Um, she's like, I see this, uh, this, uh, this job, this, uh, looking for a secretary in a nearby city, and, uh, we'll definitely give you a, give you a nice, uh, what's it called? A, um, Recommendation. Yes, a recommendation. Um, if that's something you want to do, and yeah. uh, so that was really sweet. Sybil is yeah. really cute. Sybil's I mean, very I, sweet. I like the actress. Yeah, I like she's, her, but sometimes cute. I just oh, yeah. I, I, like I the find actress her too. She's really great. I find her boring sometimes, just because she's so sweet. Like, yeah, she has no flaws, yeah. so it's like, mm, it's not. I just as don't think they've given her enough stuff to do. I mean, we just don't know anything about her, and she's. They just we'll haven't given her. her anything to yeah, do. Yeah, well, you'll know her. Yeah. The sentiment yeah. stands. So. Yeah, so then Napier's talking to Cora. Should I play a little bit of this, too? Did you yes, want me to? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, let me go back to the beginning of this. Uh... Lady Grantham. I've come to say goodbye. They're bringing the car around to take me to the station. Have you said goodbye to Mary? I have. 
Will we be seeing you here again? Nothing will give me more pleasure, but I'm afraid I'm a little busy at the moment. And... Mm. I wonder if I might risk embarrassing you, because I should like to make myself clear. The truth is, Lady Grantham, I am not a vain man. I do not consider myself a very interesting person. But I feel it's important that my future wife should think me so. A woman who finds me boring could never love me, and I believe marriage should be based on love. <laughs> at least at the start. Thank you for your faith in me, Mr. Napier. Your instincts do you credit. Good luck to you. I love that. that was I love nice. that interaction. Mm-hmm. Interactions with Cora are always are, are always nice. Yeah. It was it was nice, I guess, but the fact that, you know, he just he had to basically talk down about himself and pretty much succumb to the fact that Mary doesn't like him. Like is just I don't know. It seemed I mean, I I I appreciate that he was just very honest with Cora and just said like, you know, it just doesn't seem like anything is here between us and that I'm just going to be honest. But the fact that he had to say I'm boring, and Mary obviously doesn't like me. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> but I mean... It seemed unnecessary. It's true, though. It's just unnecessary. I don't think she finds him very interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, she doesn't. But, like, but that's not his fault. That's that's all on... It's just, it's just what happens. People aren't... They, people don't have to be meant for each other. It's not how it works. Uh-huh. Okay, well, then we had, like, a short interaction with, um, we had a short interaction with Lord Grantham and Carson, um, just, like, talking about Mr. Napier's remains getting picked up and how the young maids are, you know, sad to see him go, and, uh, Mr. I really just think it was just to have a scene with Lord Grantham in this episode because it was a really useless scene. And we just didn't see Robert at all in, in this episode so far. So we were just like, oh, I guess we have to have him in the show. Yeah, you had, you had, to, give, had to give Hugh Bonneville his pay. You yeah, gotta make him work. He's the, the, <laughs> the top person in the, in the credits. So. And then we get a, a finally reveal to um, Mrs. Hughes that uh, Bates' legs all fucked up. And she finally coaxes it out of him. And it's just so annoying. <laughs> Not even coke. She, like, forces it out of him. Yeah, because, like, he was not being clear, and he's clearly in pain. And it's like, dude, you're not hiding this very well. Um, and I think that... Is this the time where she shows it? Oh, no, it's a different no. one. Wow, we still have to wait. I thought it was this no, time. No, yeah. At, at that point, she just she just confronted him again. She confronts him, like, three times about it. She does confront him Mr. three Bates times. The third is, time's the charm. Mr. Bates is quite proud. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think he wants pity. Yeah. Yeah. And you get that with uh, with with age. <laughs> I really like this scene with Violet as well, so I'm going to play it, because it is just amazing. I love everything she says. The Dowager Countess. Oh, my dearest. Is it really true? I, I can't believe it. Last night, he looked so well. Of course, 
would happen to a foreigner is typical. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> You're being ridiculous. No Englishman would dream of dying in someone else's house. <laughs> Especially someone they didn't even know. Oh, Granny, even the English aren't in control of everything. Well, I hope we're in control of something. If only ourselves. But we're not. <laughs> Don't you see that? We're not in control of anything at all. Edith, go and tell Mary to come back at once and apologise to her grandmother. No, leave her alone. She's had a shock. Okay, so... At least, like, Violet's being like, oh, she's she's shocked and everything. But just that line she says about no Englishman would ever dream of dying in someone else's house. It's the funniest thing ever. That was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, it's just every line she says is always just, like, the uptight lady coming oh, yeah. from her perspective. A little outdated even at this point in time. So it's great. I love it. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a very interesting experience to happen to Mary because she, you know, again she puts on this air of being rebellious, but you know she's just trying to do what's best for her family, and I guess what she thinks is best is to flirt with every man until she finds the right one. Yeah, and I don't even think she's this doing experience... it for the best of her family. I think she's doing it for herself. She, mm-hmm. I think well, she treats true. it as a game. She, she, she can will... get men. That's true. To flirt back with her. Yeah, definitely. She, like, wants, you know, the forbidden fruit, especially with how, how like, sexy somebody like Mr. Pramuk was, um, that to, like, her it would be, like, a conquering kind of thing as well, um, which apparently was the same for Pramuk. She kind of, mm-hmm. like, flipped it in on, on the head there. Um, now Matthew is talking like, about, about Pramuk. His bangs. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if if this would have kind of. I mean, it obviously would have, but like if it played out differently, if Pamuk had had lived through the evening and maybe gone out to, I don't know, maybe the scandal would have come up again later in the show, or something. Um, but I don't know. It's just interesting that they they put Mary through a lot in this episode, and it's you're, you're just I guess. You you can obviously tell what she's what she's thinking. You know she's ashamed of what she did, but she really liked Pamuk, and it mm-hmm. was really just like it was really just like a pleasurable evening that she probably enjoyed. But then just the horrible circumstance of what happened, it's just it's too I much. It's I feel like it's it's a lot. It's a lot to put on one character in one episode. <laughs> yeah, so she's just like a mess at the end of this episode. Um, I mean, and then we have an episode. We have a. Hmm? I think she would have regretted it either way if he had lived or not. Because in any case, yeah. she yeah. like if it ever came out, she'd be ruined. Oh yeah, true. It would true. have been interesting to see like the threat of like him out there, like maybe to reveal. I don't know. They yeah. probably thought and, about and I guess, that. I guess I. Th- yeah, and I guess I thought that if Daisy witnessed something, she would have said something, but she doesn't say anything. Well, they also like, have. Well, well, I don't know. She Will this come up later? She's just so young and she doesn't... I think for her, she probably doesn't understand what's going on as much as, like, somebody like Thomas would. Like, I feel yeah. like Daisy is just really naive. So she yeah, just she wouldn't is. want to expose something that she doesn't know anything about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. She's just, like, a little naive girl. 
Um, well, it's just interesting. Why have her witness it for like the dramatic effect and not have anything come of it? Well, we'll see. Um, I mean, I don't know what's going to come up in the next episode. I'm sure you do, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. After this, oh. I, I have vague memories of like what actually happens because I only watched up to a certain point. So, oh, okay, well, it is yeah. fresh in my mind. Yeah, you just it's fresh, kept it's going. It's fresh in Vicky's mind. So then we have O'Brien and, and Cora just having a little discussion, you know, because O'Brien is is Cora's lady maid, and uh, she's like, "Oh, is uh, Mr. Napier going to stick around for longer?" And she's like, "No." Um, and Mary like is clearly not interested in Napier, so. Right. Yeah. Right. Then we have like a nice scene between Carson and Mary, and Mary's just kind of having an, a serious existential crisis, which you know, like you said, makes a lot of sense. She just made a pretty big mistake, and somebody died on her. Like it's, it's a lot for her to handle, and she just feels like she doesn't have any control of her life right now. Yeah. But I, I still feel like she's being a little bit. Again, like, her circumstances and everything, she just feels, she feels like she doesn't have any control of it, but she, she does in some sense, but I think it's just kind of teetering between looking at her, not complaining about her life, but talking about her life to somebody who doesn't really have a life other than her life, you know, and it's kind of interesting that she's allowed to have a life and make these mistakes and Carson is not, (laughs) But I really like I really like Carson and Mary's relationship. Carson sort mm-hmm. of favors Mary and kind of treats her as his daughter, and it's quite sweet. Yeah, it is cute. He listens to her talk here, um, and he's just like very like she's like oh you've always you've always been kind to me and close to me, and it's just like a nice it's a nice scene that doesn't take thirty seconds. I think it's like a good, at least kind of downbeat. Um, we don't have a lot of yeah it's it's a nice character building scene which i don't feel like we get a whole bunch of these since so much is happening in every episode um of course over time we'll get a lot of more a lot more character building but it's it's like these it's these nice little like one-on-one scenes that we get that are that are very meaningful Mm -hmm. very true um and then like her and then anna comes in and so then they just say they're checking the room they leave and mary looks at carson like very nicely like you know good night for supporting thanks for supporting me um throughout her life carson's just the sweetest mm-hmm. well and and it was it was a nice scene for mary because she was kind of just trying to get someone to to talk to because you know cora just really reacted to her very angrily and you know, she really needs someone to talk to right now because of what happened, and she really can. And so, of course, when Carson doesn't take it the right way, he's just like, "Oh, well, we'll find another way for you to get your to get your inheritance, my lady." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I wasn't even fucking caring about that." But like, yeah, sh- right, exactly, Carson. You're you're such a great you're such a great guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Just like, that's what I'm sad about. Yeah, that that's what I'm sad about. You're right. You're right. I mean, how could he know? He would never even he, imagine. No, that. he can't. That would no. not even enter that would his brain. Who else could she really talk to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> enter his brain. Yeah, uh, you'd be really mad at Pamuk for sure. 
Oh, oh my God. He Which no him. one is getting mad at Pamuk, and they should be getting mad at Pamuk. It's, you know, it's it's the times, you know. Like, not even the girls get mad at Pamuk. They're, they're mad at, like, the situation. Um, it, it is what it is, obviously, what happened and everything. But, um... Well, yeah, and then they kind of have Mary saying, like, I, I truly know what it feels like to be happy. It's like, did you really have that great of a of a one night with him? Like, is that is that what you were talking about? I don't know. No, I think no, it's... No, I don't think so. I think she's talking about something else. <laughs> I mean, she's like, happiness is there if I choose to have it. Okay. Um, this is the, the scene where Bates uh, tells Mrs. Hughes about his... Scary leg. His horrible leg. His scary leg. <laughs> just take it off. I know. It's it's like, just just limp, you know? And then Mrs. Hughes is very, very sad about it. She she starts crying because she feels bad for him, and that's not what he wanted, but she cries anyway. It's the shock um, of seeing his mangled leg. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And this is the best oh. outfit that Mary wears in the entire episode. Emily, yeah, why don't you outfit. explain what she's wearing? All right. We've got um, a very nice button-up collared blouse tucked into a nice black pencil skirt with, um, with a very nice trench coat with very, like, thick cuffs that are, like, an off. So the whole trench coat is, like, a very nice periwinkle, kind of, like, gray-blue. And her cuffs are very wide, like like a half like a half a foot inch long, like half a foot sorry not inch, <laughs> half a foot long, and it's it's like a dark color. The cuffs are dark, so we have like these very nice dark like blue gray accents to this very light gray periwinkle trench coat. Um, very beautiful. I I love this coat, and um, I want to make that and coat. A very, I love the coat. and a very nice matching like hat, yeah, the hat with some brings like it all together. Yeah, hat off to the side, like tilted with like some feathers, like some other ornaments on it. Um, just really, really making a very great like day day outfit. Just going out. It's so cute, and she's wearing a uh, gold locket. Big fan of this yes, outfit. Yes, a gold locket. It's Big a beautiful, fan. beautiful. Oh, this beautiful is like outfit. my favorite outfit of the whole show so far. And then Matthew comes up to her and uh, just. You know, at least he's not pushing it so hard. He's not being like Napier. He's a good guy. I mean, yeah, he is a good guy. I mean, he he was kind of pushing it, like you could tell. Like he's like, oh, didn't see you in, didn't see you in church today. How She's like, yeah, I didn't it? fucking feel like a guy. How is that pushing <laughs> it? I don't know. It's just. It's just I, don't conversation. Know. I, think, I don't think he's pushing it at all. I think I think Matthew's being very nice. I think he's being very kind and respecting he's her, a gentleman. her space. He's a gen- yeah. He's, he's being nice her. but obvious. No, he's being nice but, but that obvious. That doesn't matter. That's to I me. Guess. Napier was being nice but obvious. Matthew is not being nice but obvious. I, yeah, Matthew I don't. is just genuinely okay. nice. Um, okay. He cares. I would her. say he does. He cares about her, and he clearly you know, wants her to feel the same way, so that's why he gave her the space that she needed. Um, so then he, we have he, this scene... He clearly wants, wants to go on a date with her. Yeah. We have Mrs. Hughes um, and Bates, and they're gonna, you know, he says, I'm never gonna try to cure myself again. Um, when he says that, it sounds like he's I'm gonna try to kill myself again, but because I had the <laughs> captions on, it said cure. 
kill. That's what I heard. Oh um, I mean, and this this is this is a very nice character building moment for for Bates because you know he really just needs to accept himself as he is, which is which is a great nice guy. Um, he doesn't. I mean, he, again, he doesn't need to cure himself, but I mean, I felt like if I don't know, it's it seemed unnecessary to throw to throw the thing away without trying, like, putting a cloth between... Like, th- it seemed like the problem was that he didn't have a cloth between the the clamp parts and his leg. And, like, maybe this thing could have helped him walk without, like, a cane. I don't know. I mean, pe- people wear... Today, people wear uh, contraptions like these to help them walk. I don't see why this couldn't have helped him. I just... I think it was he was just screwing things into his leg and it just was like, it looked bad. To, I don't think a cloth it did look would have bad. done pure anything. Metal. I think There's a no cloth like would have chafed it. I don't know. It's just metal. Yeah, There's, there's no, no cushion cushions. on it. You're right. Well, and normally when you wear these things, it's usually over a pair of pants, not under pants. Yeah, not, not skin sure. on metal. With yeah. screws. Like normally like, you would that? you would wear, it's it's an, it's an over your clothes device, not an under your clothes device. Well, since we got to the con- we got to the conversation about this dumb thing again, I I say the the thing that really irked me the most about the scene is that they throw it into this little lake on the property, and I no don't throw trash into lakes, especially <laughs> their on property, a but yeah, property. Don't do that. Like think, that is extremely bad for the environment. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think it's a random person's property. No, it's their property, but I'm just saying don't throw something, especially something metal, like, and what if somebody had to jump into that lake for whatever reason? You would get cut up by that thing. If you stepped on that, your foot's gone. Like, ouch. is gone. Especially if it's been rusting underneath the water. I... I can't, no, that is not the way to dispose of trash, especially, like, something like that that's made of metal. It's like, for dramatic cool. effect. I know that, yeah, but it is the, extremely the, stupid to do that. The dramatic effects the show takes to just, to just have them. Do you think the same effect would have been met with, like, throwing it in the trash can? No. You did a no, dramatic, but, a dramatic, whew, into the water. Done. Good riddance. I don't know. Yeah, because you can't, like, burn something you know, like that. So. You know, wrapping it up, putting it under some floorboards, that would have been, you know, or up in the attic. That's you know, just around, Just though. marking it, marking it baits, <laughs> and just putting it up in the attic. I that would have been fine, too. Just opening the trash can and putting it in, that's not a scene. You need that metal for the war. I don't know what, why are you wasting what do you that? Mean that? <laughs> they can dig it out. <laughs> dig it out, melt it. Done. Okay. I don't know. Just the just the fact this whole I don't know. I I feel like this scene could have been done more effectively without having like a a leg a leg correcting like device. I don't <laughs> what know. What do you mean the scene like, wouldn't, have something... occur, wouldn't have occurred without the leg correcting? <laughs> You're so hung up about this leg correcting thing. <laughs> the scene wouldn't have even well, happened. In my in my notes in my notes I wrote I wrote oh well Bates has been really uh has been really a uh, sad about his his whole l- 
limp situation, maybe this thing will help him. And the fact that he that he puts it on wrong just made <laughs> he me did mad. Put it on wrong. And, and then he's like, he's like, this thing is stupid. And he throws it into a lake. Okay. I'm just like, okay. He didn't <laughs> put it on wrong. Unnecessary. The shop owner even said like it's he going it to be wrong. painful. No, he didn't. That's what exactly we did to do. He, the shopkeeper told him to. <laughs> It's put just it a terrible <laughs> device. Like, it's not anything. It's just a leg squeezer. Okay, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna keep going, guys. We gotta, we gotta get to the end. It's almost right, the end. We're right. so Let's close. Let's go. One minute. What, which, which bitch square talking about? So then Thomas... Bitch uh, squared? ...decides to tell bitch number two, um, O'Brien, during their smoke break, that he had led the guy to the room. And I don't know if if that was the right call. Because he says that he's friends with her, but who knows what she's going to do with this information. You know? She's, yeah, she's obviously out to to put anyone down just to further herself as well. Like, it, it, probably even more than Thomas. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, who knows what's going to happen because of this. I mean, now O'Brien knows one part of the story, Thomas knows a part of the story, and now Daisy knows something. So it's just like, it's too many people know they need to be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Downton Abbey assassinations. Yeah, I gotta have the conspiracy assassinations now. Yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. so this episode is very iconic. I didn't love it, but it's fun. I, I'll give it uh, five forbidden typewriters out of ten forbidden typewriters. Forbidden typewriters. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it four leg correctional devices yeah. out of out of ten. I'm, I'm gonna give it eight gorgeous Turks out of ten. Gorgeous Turks. <laughs> Wow. Because, wow. and I give it such a high rating just because it's just so yeah. memorable and it's just so dramatic. Like, it's peak drama. It is. It and is. Honestly, and it's also, as I said, it's hilarious. It gives, like... It's very funny. It honestly pushes the rest of the season in some ways. And... Yeah. It's just hilarious and iconic. And I guess, and I guess uh, we have, we have the... We have the outcome of this experience to to witness still. Um, Vicky knows what happens, uh, but uh, we have yet to experience this. So maybe, so maybe this will, uh, maybe this will prove to have better better episodes to come. But to me, this episode was half enjoyable at best. <laughs> I was laughing a lot. I I was, I think I was annoying Danny because I was sitting next to him while he was working, and I was just cracking up. <laughs> It's just. It's I, a I, fun I mean, episode. I, I chuckled. I chuckled a couple times, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough. It's a fun episode. <laughs> so much happens. Yeah. All right. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Emily, would you like to round Thanks us out with where guys. everybody can can find us? Yes. Uh, if uh, you enjoyed this episode of Downton Abbey, please let us know. You can comment below on soundcloud or facebook just search all by the popcorn 
um, and like our page. You can also send us a little email if you have comments or questions or you just want to say hi or you have suggestions for future episodes. You can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. If you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at bythepopcorn and Instagram at allbythepopcornpodcast. You can also rate and review our little show we have here. It helps uh, others to find us. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And we have merch, and we also have a YouTube channel that we plan to use more in the future, uh, but we're just kind of still getting it set up. But you can search All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. And uh, thank you so much, Vicky, for joining us. It's been great talking about this show with you. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm it's excited for future episodes. You know, I'm always great. down to talk yeah. about Downton Abbey. Always. Yeah. Can't wait till we get a little farther along. You can see what's so going much, on with these characters. So many things to come. So many things. All the drama, mm-hmm. the romance, oh, the rivalries, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Rivalries. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. The tearjerkers. Right, we'll the happiness. Thanks for listening, oh, everyone. <laughs> the drama. The drama. The drama. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask. Bye. <laughs>